0: Welcome to the Why on Earth Community Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron William Perry, and today we're at Joyful Journey Hot Springs Spa visiting with Elaine Blumenhine. Hi, Elaine. Right. Hi, Aaron. How are you doing today?
1: Well, I'm doing well, especially now that you and Caressa are here. And thank you for being here.
0: Thank you. We're, we're really excited to be here. Okay. And I'm, I'm thrilled we have this opportunity to share the story of Joyful Journey with our audience. And uh, we're gonna be talking about a lot of different aspects of this beautiful healing spa with natural hot springs waters and all that you've helped create here, Elaine, over the last several years. Thank you. Elaine Blumenhine acquired Joyful Journey Hot Springs Spa in 1998 when it was just three pools and still named after the town where it stands, Mineral Hot Springs. She moved to the area in 1999, and since then, Elaine has added yurts, lodge rooms, teepees, a large retreat center, a geodesic biodome greenhouse, an 11-unit labyrinth, and more recently, two electric vehicle charging stations. Plus, numerous other aesthetic touches that have made this a true sanctuary for the soul. After living in the nearby spiritual mecca of Crestone, Colorado for 20 years, Elaine recently moved back to Boulder to spend more time with her family. Her blessings and prayers reach joyful journey on a daily basis as she continues to contribute to the day-to-day activities. And Elaine, calling this place a sanctuary is is so spot on. It, it's so true and I've personally been coming here uh, since I was much younger. Uh, over all these years it's been such a wonderful haven and escape from the front range. And I I wanted to ask you to describe to us, you know, where are we and what's going on here. But first, let me just mention to our video audience, you know, here we are sitting under the bright sun, which in the world of video production is something you basically don't ever do because of the shadows and all the lighting that we're experiencing. But we thought, especially after the snowstorm we had yesterday, it would be wonderful just to be out in the sun in the elements with you all, with the water right behind us and in the background, the Sangre de Cristo mountains. And uh, so that's our setting. And so that's why we're out here in the sun. So tell us about Joyful Journey Hot Springs Spa.
1: One thing I do want to say before I go back to the beginning is that um, I had a, a great general manager come and help me with all these things that you've mentioned, like the aesthetics, adding things, and making it such a special place. That's Theo Boudreaux, and he has helped with, with the creation of so many things. Um, so I want to give him credit.
0: A big shout out to Theo. Yes. Great.
1: So. You want me to start at the beginning, how I ended up here? Let's do that. That's a long time ago. Well, I have to say, I kept getting messages from spirit, from the divine, that I needed to come down and bring feminine energy and wisdom into the waters in this place. That was way back in the... Well, I moved down here in 99, and I had a vision for what I needed to do, um, but no idea how I was going to do it. And I just kept hearing that that's what I needed to do, and I, I walked the land many times. I had been told that this land had a curse on it by the Native Americans, and no business would ever succeed. Mm. Because anything that had been started here as a business had not succeeded. Mm. So I said, well, I don't believe in curses, for one thing. And I believe in working with the energies, the spirit energies of the land and the waters. So I kept walking the land and trying to communicate with the ancients that were here and explaining that whatever I did would be for the benefit and the healing of others Mm. and make make the water available for the healing qualities that it had. And at first, I felt the energy of um, this kind of energy. Mm. Okay, let's see what you want to do. Let's see if you're able to do it. (laughs) So I just kept walking around and talking with the spirits. And, and there's a wonderful place up here on Meditation Hill, we call it Meditation Hill, where the original waters came through, I think thousands of years ago. And there's a natural circle of travertine stone. So I would go up there to meditate. And one day after I meditated, I felt the energies of the ancients that were dancing around me, like I had been accepted. And of course, it wasn't all easy. I had no idea. I was, I want to say this, not to brag, but to let people know it's never too late. I started this whole project when I was 60. After both my kids went to college, Um, And a lot of things happened in my life to where I was guided to do this. And I had never done development. I have a degree in nursing from back in the dark ages. (laughs) But um, I had to listen to the Spirit. And I want people to know that if you listen, you will be given assistance. Mm. And it's not that they only talk to you at certain times. It's that we only listen at certain times, you know. But when I walked the land, I could understand more of what I needed to do. And I learned a lot. And I, I, ha- I knew, first of all, I listened to what people wanted. And they said, well, we love the healing waters, but we need overnight lodging so we can really take the waters for healing. So I thought, well, the quickest and most economical thing would be to put the yurts up. Yeah. And so we got the yurts in. And then I, well, at the same time, I had to have a bathhouse yeah. for the yurts. So then I put that in, because this wasn't open 24 hours. And so I started with that. And people really loved them. And after a few years, they said, well, we kind of would like to have a private bathroom, mm-hmm. to, and so we don't have to go out in the middle of the night. So, And I said, OK, well, I had to start on a hotel. Then I had friends who were doing yoga and doing conferences and healing work. And they wanted to come here to do events. Yes. And, and, um, so they kept coming saying when are you going to get this done so we can come down and do our retreat here and um, it took me many years to plan it um, and many years to really pull it together and um, finally we opened the lodge and the event center in 2008 here's another thing that I was helped with 2007 I got a million dollar loan a woman in the north part of the San Luis Valley. Mm. The banks in Salida wouldn't even help me cuz they thought they knew it wasn't going to succeed. Mm. I checked with the bank in Alamosa and it did. So I just wanted to put that out. Who would have thought? And then the next year, of course, 2008 was a big depression in the banks went down, all this happened. So I knew then that I was guided to do this and that Mm. we had a few years of struggle, but I've had so much help along the way. Mm. So, you know, when you decide to do something, you receive what you need.
0: Yeah, this reminds me of this beautiful quote by Patanjali uh, about the the magic and the energy that conspires with us when we say yes yes to that intuitive impulse we're receiving maybe if i think of it i'll include that uh, quote in the show notes see if i can pull that together
1: Mm -hmm. but you know one
0: of the things i'm really curious to ask you about elaine is uh i would say a lot of our audience has a deep spiritual practice and, and faith orientation not all and I'm very interested to hear more about this awakening and opening up in your journey to be able to listen while meditating on this land in, in this sacred area. Is that something you've been doing your whole life? Is it something no, that emerged over time?
1: I don't think I really started my spiritual journey until I was in my forties. I mean, I, I had Awakening from time to time, and I learned through many different teachers. You know, in the seventies and eighties in Boulder, there were many many events and teachers, and and how to evolve. You know, all of that going on. Yeah. I I I have had a teacher named Jonah through much of my adult life, and I also have read the books by Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. He's been Um, His books were like a Bible at my bedside for many years. So I've learned from many and tried to listen as much as I could. and um, This is where I am. Sometimes I think how in the world did I ever think I could do this, (laughs) but it's happened. It's happened. Now we do need to do a little, because Theo's done such a good job of helping me manage that. We, we now need more pools, we need more, more lodging, but mm. it will never be like a huge resort. That's not what we're here for. Sure. Um, I did it, I thought I was doing it uh, to benefit the healing of others, Yes. and, and I became healed in the process. Yes. You know you never think that 's going to happen, and we 're never totally there, but there 's always something more to learn and grow about. but my whole vision mission statement has been to allow the healing waters and the therapists we have ther- therapies we have to uplift the spirits. Mm and open the hearts of all who come. So beautiful. That they might remember who they are, where they came from, and what they came to do. I don't really publish that part. Okay. But but that's kind of in the background, because we all are here for a purpose. And sometimes we forget that. And I think just being exposed to the healing waters, the mountains, the landscape, it, it just feels like sacred land, and it puts you into... Only if you want to. You can go as deep as you want, or not. Yes. Just come for a relaxing visit, yeah. and that's it.
0: You know, I feel so fortunate to have lived in Colorado for so many years with many different healing hot springs. And of course, in other parts of the country, other parts of the world, access isn't necessarily quite as easy as as we have it around here. And that said, I am also struck that in so many traditions all around the planet, uh, getting into the waters for healing is essential, right? So the mikvah tradition of the Hebraic uh, culture, the uh, ways that people interact with water in the Islamic world prior to going into the mosque, uh, the the bathhouses of the Middle East Mediterranean region, and of course, hot springs around Turtle Island, uh, the Americas here have been sacred to so many different tribes uh, over uh, time periods that some of us probably don't really even know. And, and I'm struck that more and more of us in our culture, as our culture is in the process of healing, are connecting to the water in this mindful and, and Deep heartfelt way, and my own personal experience tells me that our relationship with water is critical, it's essential, and clearly you're embodying that and exhibiting and articulating that. I'm wondering what kinds of transformations have you seen in others who come here and experience this perhaps for the first time in, in their lives? Is that something you get to witness?
1: Yes. We've had, I'm, I'm not here all the time anymore, but we, we, many times we hear stories about how it's affected people, how they have, and also some, some of our deeper therapies that we've had for them can also assist with the waters. Um, it's amazing. It's such a joy to hear that. It makes me think, okay, this is why I was guided to do this really and I'm sure Charmaine can tell you a lot more because she's in that area of the groups that um, she probably hears a lot more than I do right now
0: it's very healing maybe I'll just share with our audience that a little later in this episode we're going to have Charmaine and Jason on as well talking about some of the programming here and an upcoming um, event that Jason's leading uh in a couple of months uh it'll be about a a month or so once we publish the episode and so we're really excited to be able to share uh, more information on all of that with you as well and uh you know i'm i'm just so touched by the way that this healing spa has not only the waters to connect with but also these sacred sites around the property. And you mentioned the meditation circle, and I wanted to ask you about the way you arranged the benches up there, because I think that's also a very important. It might seem like a minor detail to some, uh, but I think for many of us, we would understand this to have great significance. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I, I really tried to work with the energy of the ancients because they allowed me to be here. And so I put the, um, I found four concrete benches and I placed them in the four directions up on top of Meditation Hill. And people have, have gone up there many times, they've treated it as an altar, I would find all sorts of things that they put up there. Um, so I know that they treated it as a very special sacred place. And I've always thought, and we have always treated these waters as a very special gift from Mother Earth that we needed to honor. and we, we, Just the whole ambiance that we try to set up here, we try to create that. It's not always easy. You, you have people come here, they've got the weight of the world on their shoulders and they're cranky and well, they've driven <laughs> hours to get to this place. And I've just told my friend Desk, you have to just be patient and let them get to the waters as quickly as possible. Yes. And then they come out with a smile on their face usually and they're all happy. Yeah. So it's magical waters.
0: Yeah, these waters are are so magical and I I love, by the way, we're staying in one of your lovely uh, rooms here uh, and we're here for an event, the 11th annual uh, San Luis Valley Seed Exchange event, which is just a wonderful gathering of folks, farmers, healers, uh, seed savers, gardeners, working on uh, increasing resilience and sovereignty and stewardship and regeneration in our food systems and uh in the room of course is a a booklet that has some information about this place and uh i I was struck that uh it describes uh the minerals that are in the water in such detail And, and really goes into how these different constituent minerals that are naturally in in these waters are helping with our our mind, body, and spirit healing. And I I was wondering if you might speak to that a little bit.
1: Well, yes, that's why people come. That's one of the reasons why they come. But it has the perfect balance of minerals for arthritis and bones and joints. We have many times in the past, I don't know now, I haven't been here, but we would have people that climbed the mountains, that were on bike rides, and they would come here to soak uh, after We've had a lot of athletes that have come here for that, and we just we have people that come here. I had one man that used to come three times a week, and he said, this is my insurance for my arthritis. This keeps me healthy. I don't have to take any medications. I come here three times a week, so it's got boron, calcium. I don't have the list in front of me. Uh, And it has a little lithium, and you know what lithium is for. So, I used to have a young man here who was bipolar, and he said, "All I take is St. John's wort, and I come to your waters and soak whenever I can." and yeah. that keeps them. so it has it has the minerals for digestion, uh, for um, it has a little arsenic in it, yeah, and that actually is what that keeps the bacteria count down, yeah. So we've never had any issues with people ha- getting anything from here. And, of course, too much arsenic isn't good for you, but a little yeah. bit is really very good for yeah, you. Trace and your brain and, you know, everything. Yeah. So uh, you name it, it's got something in the waters that's good for you. Yeah. Your skin, uh, the silica, you know, all, all kinds of things.
0: Yeah. So, Whatever's happening. It's so lovely.
1: Healing waters.
0: And the yurt spaces are are magnificent and, and there's also a uh grow dome as we mentioned and one of our sponsors is growing spaces who creates these mm-hmm. grow domes and uh, i was in there um, last summer on our way down to actually interview lem in pagosa springs oh and uh, it, was, it was such a joy and uh, maybe you could share with us a little bit about what goes on in the Grow Dome throughout the year.
1: Well, it's, um, you know, I originally put it there because I thought it could be a, a place to grow food and flowers. I always wanted flowers in, in, the, in the bathhouse, in the places year-round, because flowers are such a pure form of spirit energy that's given to us, you know. How can you not feel wonderful and uplifted when you really look at a perfect flower? Yeah. <laughs> so, And I, I decided to design the beds in the greenhouse in the shape of, of a medicine wheel uh-huh. um, because of the connection to the ancients and also because it seemed to be the most logical. Because by, by making those pathways you could reach across. All of them to do do the work. Now, it's been hard to find um, people to be consistent with what I really needed to do with the greenhouse. Yes, right now, right. it's in very good shape. Uh-huh. But people come and go in the valley, uh-huh. and so you can get it looking really good for a few years, and then boom, they're gone. And then, okay, who's going <laughs> to take care of the greenhouse now? That's kind of the way it goes, but. Yeah. I wanted um, to gr- have it to grow food, and flowers, and herbs, and it has amazing, um, what's that, the, anyway, herb, herb gardens yeah. in there, so. and the little nasturtiums you can just pick and put it in your mouth. Oh, I love nasturtiums. But, yeah. Oh, those are so great. So, it's always a work in progress.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, and we mentioned earlier that behind us are the Sangre de Cristo mountains, and of course we're here in the San Luis Valley, which I understand is the largest subalpine valley in the world. Uh, The elevation here is...
1: 7,700.
0: 7,700 feet. According
1: to the topo.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And um, what's it like? What's this valley like in terms of its... History and significance in these Sangre de Cristo mountains behind us. What what does this place bring to mind for you?
1: Well, I'm I don't, I'm not sure. With the ancients, it was a very different place. Mm. Um, probably a lot of buffalo, a lot of tall grasses, and I think most all the indigenous tribes that were within. I I don't know how close. They probably journeyed through the valley and partook in the hot springs. And there are several hot springs kind of on this journey through clear down to Ojo Caliente. That's outside um, of the
0: Taos area. Yes. So
1: clear from, I don't know where in Colorado, but clear down into New Mexico. Yes. And a lot of people do the hot springs loop or the hot springs journey and they stop along the way which I won't name all of them.
0: <laughs> no, we don't have to name all of them, but, but it is wonderful. I mean, there really are yes. so many wonderful right. hot springs throughout this region. Yeah, but enjoy. I don't
1: think it was a place that was settled that much. Uh-huh. Uh, I d- we don't find a lot of traces of where they actually lived here. Yeah. Well, there have been very few artifacts found on this land. There, When they did do some excavating at one point, they found um, a mammoth bone. A mammoth, mammoth. bone, wow. Yeah, oh and so I have that at one point. I'll bring it down here. I just don't want to lose it.
0: <laughs> you know, I yeah. have to
1: make sure it's well taken care of yeah. when I do. But um, I, I think they probably came here for healing and then went on and camped out other places. Yeah. But it's, it, it is said that this was a valley of peace, a bloodless valley. Yeah. So even though, uh, at least until the Spaniards came here, uh-huh. but, uh, even though there were a lot of tribes that came here, I think they laid down their weapons because they felt the harmony and the, the healing waters, and yeah. there wasn't a place for war.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've heard that said about this area and a few other areas in the Rocky Mountains with the mm-hmm. healing hot mm-hmm. spring water, that uh, yeah, even if tribes were warring, uh, they, in those locations, would, would be only in peace together. Mm-hmm. It's amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. If only we could do that again.
0: <laughs> well, maybe we can. Maybe we can. Well, I want to remind our audience that this is the Why on Earth Community Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron William Perry, and today we're visiting with Elaine Blumenhain, who is the owner-proprietor of Joyful Journey Hot Springs Spa. And you can get to Joyful Journey's website, it's JoyfulJourneyHotsprings.com. On Facebook, it's Joyful Journey Hot Springs, on Instagram, the same. And of course, we'll put all these links in the show notes. And I'd like to give a very special thanks to our sponsors who make this podcast series possible. This, of course, includes Joyful Journey's Hot Springs Spa. Uh, You're one of our most recent sponsors to join the why on earth community in our work and it's really appreciated elaine thank you for that
1: we appreciate you being here
0: and uh this our sponsors also include earth coast productions the lidge family foundation alpine botanicals purium earth hero liquid trainer vera herbals growing spaces soil works earth water press dr Bronner's, one percent for the planet and waylay waters now here's the thing about waylay waters some of you i know already are aware of this these are handmade uh, colorado grown hemp infused aromatherapy soaking salts that we make as a social enterprise the proceeds support all the work we're doing at the why on earth community so uh, if any of you are interested in learning more about waylay waters this is something we recommend to folks when perhaps we're not at the hot springs. And I usually try to get a hot spring soak in every month or two. So when I'm at home, I do the waylay waters (laughs) in my bathtub uh, to keep the the health and wellness going at a good level in between these uh, hot spring soaks. Um, Of course, a huge shout out to our stewardship circle and uh, also to all of our monthly supporters and if you haven't yet joined our monthly giving program and you would like to you can go to yonearthorg support or simply click on the donate button at yonearth.org, and set up your monthly giving for any level that works well for you if you'd like to give it the 33 dollar or greater level per month we will send you uh shipments each month of whaley water soaking salts as a thank you mm-hmm. and to help you boost your health and, and wellness practice so a huge shout out to all of our supporters and And again, thanks to you for Mm -hmm. uh, joining uh, our family of supporters recently. And Elaine, of course, we're gonna be visiting with Charmaine Boudreau and Jason Denham soon uh, toward the tail end of this podcast to talk about, as I mentioned, some exciting upcoming Mm -hmm. events and some of the programming that uh, is ongoing here at Joyful Journey. Before we switch over and sign off i just want to make sure to ask you elaine is there anything else you'd like to share with us about this place and about your journey and about how you've helped to create and steward what's now available to us here
1: i think we've covered a lot of it just come and visit us come and visit us and do a see for yourself do a group here come
0: well, I would like to thank you for following guidance and creating this healing sanctuary, which I know is touching hundreds and hundreds, thousands of people each year. And uh, I think it's one of the beautiful and in some ways simple treasures that we have here in the Rocky Mountain region to help that us is. with our health and wellness. Mm-hmm. And so huge uh, you know, kudos to you for, for following that guidance.
1: I'm, I'm glad you're here to appreciate it, and I'm, I'm glad that, so, that at times I thought, what am I doing? I have no idea what I'm doing. It's been so rewarding to see the people that have been helped by the waters and by coming here. It just makes my heart feel so full, so, and it's wonderful to have you here and to be able to share this with so many, so thank you.
0: Yeah, thank you, Elaine. Thank you very much. Before we transition to speaking with Charmaine and Jason, Elaine wanted to share a special message.
1: I am forever grateful to my former husband and dear friend, Dick Blumenhain, without whom I would not have been able to fulfill this vision. And we continue to work together as friends of the heart. Thank you.
0: So we're here now with Charmaine Boudreau and Jason Denham talking about the programming here at Joyful Journey Hot Springs Spa and some of the upcoming uh, events, one very special event in particular. Um, And before we dive into talking about uh, what's happening, I just want to mention that Charmaine is the group coordinator here. And she is helping to facilitate and uh, curate incredible events uh, for all kinds of groups and gatherings, including, as I mentioned earlier, the 11th annual uh, San Luis Valley Seed Exchange that the Why on Earth community has had an opportunity to uh, participate in. And she is also a uh, wonder woman, uh, bringing much of the joy to Joyful Journey, uh, as well as being plugged into some of the work we're doing through the Y on Earth community, including some editing on a few of our writing projects, which is just a lot of fun. So yes. we're, we're probably not going to talk much today about grammar, I guess, Charmaine, but <laughs> uh, we do talk about grammar sometimes. We do,
3: yes. yes. It's, it's nice to have someone who appreciates the English language like I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and Jason, when we, um, in a few minutes, chat about Uh, your upcoming offering. I'll provide a bit more uh, biographical information about you and and what you're sharing. Um, But uh, just to kick things off, I just want to say welcome to both of you to our podcast episode. And I'm really excited to be able to share with our audience what you guys are helping to create and curate together.
4: Thank you. Thanks so much.
0: Happy to be here. Wonderful. So Charmaine, There is so much happening here uh, that that, that may not be all that obvious at first glance. And uh, as I get to learn more about the offerings, uh, about the approach to health and wellness that is really keeping in mind the way so many of us are living in in high energy and sometimes even high stress uh, scenarios in our day-to-day lives. And that when we come here to the sanctuary, there is an opportunity for us to really decompress and deepen and heal and relax. And I, I want to ask you, what is it that uh, is your source for such insight and wisdom and calm as, as you're helping organize and curate all of this?
3: First and foremost, it's the philosophy of the owners and the general manager. Um, it's, it's a place to heal and of course, in in conjunction with that, it's the healing waters. The waters are amazing here. As Elaine expressed uh, in your conversation, um, I've heard people come in from big cities, grumbling at the front desk. I'm close enough to the front desk, and once they get in the waters, come out and apologize. I mean, they're just they're just lovely waters. They they decompress people, and they. Um, and people don't realize how much they need them mm-hmm. um, or even how much they contribute to their well-being. Uh, but um, once they are aware, they keep coming back. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. And we have a lot of people that come through here who are healers. Yeah. Whether it's in the arts, the creative arts, whether it's in uh, yoga, meditation, uh, they use the waters to heal themselves. And then they also spread their energy and create a calming effect for the space. Uh, I'm very impressed with the people who come here to do the work. There's a lot of people that come here uh, through retreat, uh, and they're willing to uh, lay down their egos and uh, receive some some needed respite. Mm. And it's very impressive, very impressive.
0: I, I like this phrase of receiving needed respite. Sounds like that could end up in a book or a poem or something. <laughs> um, has a nice. If someone's sound gonna to do it. it.
3: It's you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I I I was I was just uh, struck um, arriving uh, here a day or two ago to see there's a daily yoga class on offer. There are mm-hmm. art classes on offer. Uh, there's a, a labyrinth um, that Elaine told me earlier is modeled after the eleven. Uh, section labyrinth at the uh, Chart Cathedral mm-hmm. in in France. That's correct. And so there are so many ways people can drop in and engage in addition to the waters themselves.
3: That's true. That's true. the um, The labyrinth was built in 2017. Uh, it was designed by a Frenchman, and um, we had a retreat group come in on Easter weekend in 2017, who who built it. Wow. Yeah.
0: So that probably was a bit of a ceremonial process. It though, was a
3: huge means. ceremonial. And uh, there's a shout out to Marquita Oliver, who was the event coordinator before I got here. And she, she put in a lot of work. She, she worked with Elaine very closely to create a space and place for people to come and retreat. And um, she was here at the time when the labyrinth was built. And it was very ceremonious. and. Um, then, as Elaine mentioned, the Meditation Hill. People go up there. I've gone up there in, in search of an answer, or at least in search of a piece of peace, and absolutely return with what, I was, what was needed. Yeah, yeah. Ask and you shall receive. Ooh. Yeah, it happens quite frequently here. Um, and I've also noted so much synchronicity uh, taking place here. I've, I've heard so many stories about people meeting people here that they needed to meet. People working for the same company in different globe, you know, different areas of the world who um, connected here and didn't even know they were going to be here. Family members who hadn't seen each other in years have reconnected here. It's the healing waters and the healing, um, the, they call it the Mystic San Luis Valley for a reason. It's, it's pretty magical. Between uh, the space and the place and the people that come here seeking, whether or not they know they're seeking. Yeah, it happens a lot here. Yeah, I'm, I'm honored to be a part of it. I really am. Yeah.
0: It's so beautiful. And, you know, this, uh, this Seed Exchange event has been such a joy to be a part of. And there are, are so many people you've helped bring together who are truly working at the at the roots, literally and figuratively, of establishing saner, more resilient, more socially just, uh, localized, regenerative food systems together. And it's such a joy to feel that community here mm-hmm. over these last couple days. days. And, and I thought maybe I'd ask you to just share with us a bit about what goes into bringing something like that to life.
3: Well, first and foremost, you have to have the support from um, Elaine and the general manager, who understand the benefit it brings to the community, wow. uh, it's it's huge, and people love it. It's it's a non. It's they don't make any money off of this program. It is a community event, and um, for this year, the in fact, the last couple, two, three years, uh, Cherie Allen has has been a, a contributing and making this. Uh, unfold in a in a in a what looks like a, a coordinated fashion and there are a lot of things that come together uh, the, the community sponsors uh, if they go to the um, seed exchange uh, website they'll they'll see a list of sponsors that contribute to the the program itself the vendors who want to be a part of it uh, who have the the hemp products the uh, the uh, non-toxin makeup, uh, the seeds, uh, the, the number of people who bring their seeds. I'm just so impressed every year with people who come with their baskets and contribute the seeds to the community. It's just amazing. Uh, and the joy they have um, when, they, when they share their knowledge of what works and what doesn't work, um, what works in this this climate because, you know, as you know in Colorado, not everything grows at this altitude. Um, and, and if you can get it to grow, it takes, it takes some time and some special, special care. And they're willing to share that information with each other. Uh, it's a beautiful thing, it really is, yeah. And thank you for being part of it. You were a big part of that. Um, the soil regeneration uh, discussion we had yesterday and the uh, water stirring ceremony was amazing. It, it brought a lot of people together um, in a very um, healthy, positive way. So thank you for that.
0: My pleasure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It was a, a real joy and honor mm-hmm. to be able to share in that way. And uh, yeah, it's uh, whenever we're doing the biodynamic uh, stirring work together, uh, my my arms tingle the next day. I notice, and I'm feeling some of that right now. so awesome. It's awesome. Uh, it's a lot of fun to be able to do that together.
3: Thank you. Yeah, yeah. that was it was well well received, uh, and and it was uh, a lot of people walked away with with um, a euphoric feeling. They yeah. felt like they were just really um, contributed to a, a global. You know, it was it, it was very cool. Yeah, I was impressed, very impressed. And then Cassandra th- uh, with her sound healing during the process was it just was an added benefit. Yeah, it contributed. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was uh, that was with Caressa. We've done a handful of. Uh, events together where we do her sound healing work with the crystal bowls and even other instruments sometimes and the biodynamic stir. And those go so well together. And and really I'm I'm excited about some of the emerging research around resonant frequencies, sound healing and how that overlaps with the work with the water. And uh, there's so much that uh, I think we can do in a very simple fashion uh, to bring those two together even further.
3: Well, you call it a simple fashion, and it is in its elegant simplicity. Yeah. Uh, but it takes a lot for for you guys to to do what you do. There's a lot of lot of energy that, that you circulate. So thank you for that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So much fun. <laughs> well, I want to I want to talk about this event coming up in just a few weeks, and uh, I I would say you know Charmaine, if you could to please kind of frame the context for uh, this five-day uh, special event coming up and then from there I'll, I'll introduce you Jason and talk about uh, that really wonderful offering that I, I truly hope several of our audience will uh, be able to participate in.
3: Sure. Uh, Joyful Journey is is known for hosting retreats here. We've been very fortunate to have some, as I mentioned, some, some uh, very good healers that come here and invite other people to join them in the healing process. And um, so we have retreats throughout the year. Uh, this one we wanted to put together to honor the health care workers and the caregivers who have been through so much in 2020. Yeah. Uh, everyone has been through a great deal. We just thought that these people had um, seen their, an excessive amount of um, I don't want to call it just stress because, you know, stress has all kinds of um, negative connotations, but mm-hmm. my goodness, they've been exposed to so much and they've been the frontline uh, people in, in dealing with this pandemic. So we wanted to honor them and bring them here uh, for five days starting June 29th. And um, we have several people who are will including... Jason is going to lead them. He's got a, a really great background in um, uh, addiction and um, as far as stress, and tell me one other word that describes- Yoga and meditation. Yoga and yoga meditation, and meditation. Yeah. definitely. But um, in, as far as counseling people through um, addiction and through trauma, that's the word, trauma. Yeah. Um, he's, got the, uh, he's got the expertise to do that. Uh, we're gonna bring in uh, Cynthia Tennyson, who's an RN, and she is going to help with uh, nutrition and keeping it simple. Um, the, the title of her discussion is, um, if we are what we eat, I'm either fat, what is it? I'm either fast, cheap, or easy. Yeah, yeah, so, okay. um And then we've also got a local here Marcella Friel, who's um, a very, uh, she's a, an author, and she's going to be doing um, EFT um, for tapping. Uh, for, uh, so we want to give them tools that they can take with them. First of all, we want to bring them here, help them relax, um, you know, enjoy each other's good company, enjoy a spa treatment, and enjoy the healing waters. And then um, enjoy some some workshops that are going to help them take some tools with them um, back, so that when they go back to their families and to their workplace, um, they're going to have tools with them that they can access easily.
0: Yeah, so this is I think more of a holistic approach and offering for many of these frontline healthcare workers, right? That, Absolutely. What a, what an amazing uh, thing to be able to bring forth in the community because. Lord knows those folks deserve and need this kind of support, but also this is probably gonna help them bring some new ideas and modalities into their uh, professional work going forward.
3: I think it's, uh, that's why people retreat. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you, you get away from the day-to-day activities and you get to um, think outside your normal routine yeah. and you come up with some new ways to do things. Yeah, So you're right, that's a great, great reason to come here. Yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely wonderful. Yeah. So Jason, Jason Denham is a life and recovery coach as well as yoga, meditation, and Pilates instructor who founded Grateful Moves. In his former life, Jason was a caregiver for 15 years, working as a mentor, coach, and program director in various therapeutic wilderness and residential settings. In those roles, he worked with small groups to help clients communicate more effectively, set boundaries, emotionally regulate, and work through trauma by connecting mind and body. As a former caregiver who knows how taxing the role can be, Jason is very excited to be hosting the Art of Wellbeing, a restorative retreat with Joyful Journey Hot Springs Spa for caregivers and healthcare professionals. Um, So Jason, um, first off, let me just say the retreat, joyfuljourneyhotsprings.com slash art of wellbeing is how you can Uh, get to the retreat, and if if you'd like, sign up and uh, be a part of this experience. Um, My gosh, the the work you're doing and and the background that you're bringing to this is so important. I I, want to ask you, how does somebody like you get into doing this kind of work around things like trauma and some of these very challenging uh, aspects of the human experience that many of us have to work our way through over time?
4: Well, I guess they came across that by having my own experience with it. Uh-huh, Yeah. Running away from a whole bunch of trauma and and, uh, and, and a lot of challenges for a long time before realizing that what I needed to do was address those things and to come into my own body. Um, it's it's uh, wild that I'm getting to hear these stories of listening to the energies that are, that are out there and what draws us. And, and when you ask for what you need, how you can get it. And it was just, as we were sitting here, kind of going over that journey. And uh, so I'm in recovery myself. And, uh, and for a long time during my caregiving days, uh, that was one of the tools in which that I used was alcohol to, to get on top of the the things that I was experiencing, some of the secondary trauma that, that can yeah. come from working with violent individuals or people who are in a lot of pain. And I'm here to tell you, it doesn't really work. Right. So uh, when I was uh, ready, I was able to turn to uh, meditation and uh, and then later I find, would find yoga to uh, take care of some of these ailments that were following me around and some of the of which was compounded by the things that I was doing. And what I realized is is that our society is set up to kind of be in this pressure cooker, always yeah. always working to achieve and to be more and to give more. And we have these little buzzwords like self-care, but how often are we actually given the tools and and given the space to, to actually explore them, the, that self-care and those tools? Yeah. So I loved Sitting through the, the talk that you had yesterday and talking about the word sanctuary, and I was like, oh, man, how come I'm not using that word more? Well, here we are. <laughs> yes. So uh, coming out here was actually something I asked for. So don't let it just be if you're in this area asking for things, but yeah. anywhere in the world, ask for what it is that you need. What I ended up asking for was a yurt and a wood stove. (laughs) I really wanted one of those. (laughs) And my partner's uncle hit us up on a family yoga session that we'd started because of COVID. And he goes, I have a yurt with a a stove in it. Do you guys want to come visit? And that's how we ended up out here in the valley.
0: Oh my goodness, that's amazing. (laughs) I love this.
4: And at a brunch, I met Elaine and Theo and came out here and met Charmaine and this place is filled with heart and healing. So more words like healing, like respite, like restoration are being thrown around all the time with such intention with such well, well well-meaning. And I found myself sitting headed back to the city, feeling really sad about it and thought that while I was in the city, I was going to be able to find tons of people to work with, reaching out to hospitals, reaching out to folks that were under a lot of stress and strain from having to turn their lives upside down during these times. But that wasn't where it was. It was out here. And I realized Mm -hmm. that I was a seeker and I'm speaking to other seekers. So It seems as though the valley pulled me out here and asked me to, to nestle in. And then with the support of joyful journey, hot spring spa, I found more connection and purpose so that I could bring all of these things that I'd been studying in order to heal myself so that I could help others to start that healing process and that journey. So now we have a sanctuary and a place where we can explore that connection through mind and body and movement, uh, then, of course, with that movement, we're prepping ourselves for stillness. And uh, in this day and age, that's something hard to come by with all the screens, with all the distraction, with all of the the noise and the chatter. We don't even really quite know what to believe anymore. And I think that coming out to a place like this where we're able to sit here together and look into each other's eyes, that's where we can find some truth and some real meaning. And I. I'm so glad that we're able to do a retreat that's this length, because it is true. It's so hard to unwind once you come out here. The the novelty of the space in the open is one thing, but when it actually settles in and it starts to really take a meaning, the depth of that is like an unraveling. Ooh. The body starts to loosen up. The waters help us to do that. The movement and the connection with other human beings brings us back to a place that can be pretty intense, and I think that the, even just being around the, the, uh, the staff members here who are also considered healers mm-hmm. is a place where you can be safe in doing so. When that unraveling happens, then there's this awakening, and uh, that's what I'm hoping to help people to come to find. So with a sanctuary, allow yourself to have that space so that you can unravel and we can talk about things like boundaries and and we can talk about things like self stewardship not just for the land but for the self so that when you return you might be able to help the people that you're working with you might be able to change things so that we're all able to help more of these humans that are running around frantic right now and i think that my recovery Journey really helped to prepare me for this, because I have dealt with being uh, a person who's running on fumes, yeah. who's doing all the things that I'm going to use a bad word here, wrong, the wrong things.
1: Okay.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and by by having done them that way, recognized how to how to correct the course. Mm. Uh, it is my hope that we can actually build a community of people that helps to spread. And we'll invite the seekers who come here and those who aren't ready yet, will be thinking about it for the future because we hope to run many of these events for a long time.
0: Absolutely beautiful. You know, uh, on a couple of previous episodes, we've had the opportunity to explore addiction and trauma and recovery. And uh, I've shared previously that I actually quit drinking alcohol a little over three years ago. And, you know, in my family, like many families, there's, yes, a a good bit of trauma. Yes, a good bit of substance abuse. And uh, I'll tell you what, the experience of waking up morning after morning with just smooth, steady energy,
4: Mm -hmm.
0: clear mind, and no weird emotional clouds overhanging is one of the very best gifts we can give ourselves in my experience. Absolutely. And, and there are days I wake up and I say, God, call dang, uh, we are going to get a lot of good done today.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, for me, I actually had a conversation with the divine a few months before I quit for good. And the message I heard was, You can either drink or you can write books, but you can't do both, so you get to choose. And I thought about that for a few days. I said, you know, I've been drinking for a while. I really want to write some books. And so, you know, that's kind of how that unfolded for me. So I I bring that up not because, you know, my particular story is of any uh, importance, but that I can really personally relate to and appreciate how important it is that we have these conversations mm. and that we invite others in our community to take that pause if if there is a, a struggle around trauma and, and substance abuse and other things that go in that complex, uh, that we can take that pause and get into this, I love course correction as a concept, mm. Uh, head in a different direction, right? That, there's that old adage, you know, if we don't change the direction, we're, we're, we're going. We're, how does it go? If we, don't, if we don't change our direction, we'll end up where we're going or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so here we are, right? These are, it's, it's, it's real live people who have these real simple choices we're making every day. And I, I am uh, just so uh, honored to be able to visit with you knowing the kind of work you're doing and the people that, that you're helping through this work. Thanks, man.
3: A synchronistic um, event, uh, meeting Jason. Um, I'd been wanting to pull a retreat together for several years since I started at Joyful Journey. And when Jason and Brittany showed up, um, the dynamics were, were such that this is going to happen. You know, he's, he has the skills, he has the knowledge, he has the, the desire. Um, to help uh, people go through this process, and um, and it it's 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 gonna it's gonna evolve, um, and mm-hmm. we're gonna contribute to the well-being of others. We're gonna help restore people, um, and I'm honored to know him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited also. Um, and, and I wanted to ask because it, it, it jumped out at, to me a little bit, um, Jason, about some of the work that you've done with the uh, wilderness therapy orientation. And it's something that's been on my mind for a while. I, I actually studied the ecopsychology movement in, in great depth about 20 years ago. And I'm thoroughly convinced that a, an intimate connection with, with nature, with the living, uh, uh realities of this planet, Gaia, that we all share is actually essential to our psychospiritual health and well being and uh, I, I I would love to hear more about what you've done and what you're thinking about doing uh, going forward
4: without question, I believe with you the the woods work nature heals and uh yeah. It is something that had to do with my recovery journey was uh, I used to work shift work. So I'd work eight days at a time and six days off. So I feel like it was like going to the woods to heal for eight days. And then I just wreck myself for six, you know, for about five of those days. And, uh, and it wasn't until I, I did get a little stretch of sobriety and I started to realize that the, the the, the earth was trying to heal me every time I went to work Mm. and, and I was like, oh my gosh, it was, it was knocking on my door the entire time, just going, hey, this is, this is it. This is where you, you get better. And, uh, and that ended up becoming what I think of when I think of what is holding me and what is bigger than me. And, uh, and that, that, kept me working in that industry for a very long time, though the work was so very difficult and the humans that we work with had uh, so much to to deal with. Um, The the reward was incredibly worth it because taking people out of city life or whatever their ailment might have been and placing them there and sharing food with them and and preparing it while sitting in the dirt and, and getting it between your toes, it's it's everything, and it and it takes us back to something that our bodies know and are programmed for. Yeah. Uh, we, it's it's as though we only recently forgot this, and it was so much fun to always ask students like, how do you feel now that you've been out here for a week and everything? We Oddly, this feels like being home, yeah. and it's like right, we haven't been inside houses that long. Yeah, this is yeah. home. And, uh, and once you can get past the bugs, they're actually quite cute, it's okay. <laughs> but um, it, was, it was such a special time and, and place and so much more went into my own growth and, and, and healing from that than I think I could ever have given the kiddos that I worked with or the young mm-hmm, adults. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and because of that, uh, also the, what you talked about yesterday in connection with the soil resonated so deeply. And uh, I think that's one of the first things I did when I came out here is I whipped my shoes off and put my feet in the dirt and started walking through yeah, the grass. I think that's I how we attest. we met, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and yesterday I wanted to go bury my hands and feet in, in the dirt and just sit there for a while, you know.
2: Yeah.
4: Um, there there is that that transference and that acclimation to the the earth that you're standing on and to be connected to it is is to feel a sense of calm and uh, and hope when. All of the plastic things that are booping and beeping at you are, are going going wild and crazy. It's just a matter of being willing to put them down. And uh, I'm not going to lie to you, I still struggle with those screens myself. Still an addict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. And and me too. Easy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And
3: we haven't brought up that Joyful Journey is an oasis. I mean, it's yeah. out in the middle of nowhere. You're, you're 15, 20 minutes from any town or activity. And when people get here, they're in awe. We don't have TVs in the rooms. We don't have refrigerators in the rooms. It's, there's, Elaine purposely created this atmosphere to connect with nature. And that's what people need to do more often, absolutely. Especially when they've been isolated the last year uh, in their own homes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, it's so it's.
4: Should you come to this retreat? Yeah. <laughs> we are also going to be walking the grounds out on our great and blessed labyrinth and, and, uh, and taking some time to, to really recognize what it means to take steps and Uh, and through that, uh, hopefully connect to the earth a little bit more. We're also planning on taking a little trip out to the dunes and to be out in the sand and to be in the breeze. And, uh, maybe we'll even sit down there for a little while for meditation Mm. and, uh, do some silent retreat type type walks and, and, uh, and then talk about what that means for us. And hopefully uh, the folks will find a, a kind of a kinship with people from all over. I think we've got some folks that are that are coming out from Florida even. so mm-hmm. from all over the country that through these screens that I, that I mentioned and trying to demonize just a little bit, it could be a way for them to to, to actually connect yeah. through things like Facebook and to continue to, to encourage each other to create respite to find sanctuary, maybe find them for their way back here on an annual basis.
0: Great idea. Mm -hmm. Great idea. So um, the sand dunes, this is the uh, Great Sand Dunes National Monument, which is uh, not too many miles away from where we are sitting currently. And one of the things I love mentioning about the sand dunes is that this is one of the locations, the original uh, Star Wars movies were shot for the planet Tatooine. And I realized thinking about the Star Wars uh, scenes, right? Because like the Ewok, uh, the Endor Moon, that was a lot of that was shot on the uh, the Pacific Coast uh, around the Redwoods. Um, The the snow planet of Hoth, a lot of that was shot up in Scandinavia. So believe it or not, Star Wars is actually sort of this natural history of our planet around the time of the 1970s and 1980s. And uh, so some of that was shot right down here. Uh, you could picture C-3PO and R2D2 Absolutely. cruising through the sand. Absolutely.
4: I cannot believe I didn't know that. No I, was, I, I mean, feel so much dope. more rich today.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, we, we like bringing up Star Wars now and again. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, in one, one of the things you were saying earlier reminds me of another uh, reference that ought to be common to many of us, and it's a scripture reference about seek and you shall find, uh, ask and you shall receive, knock and it shall be open to you. And I've heard you both using this kind of language here over the last few minutes. And part of the magic that I'm feeling coming through what you're creating together is it is probably opening doors for people uh, that will be life changing. And to be able to create and offer that sort of transformational experience uh, to me is, is so laudable and so important in these times in which we're living together.
3: Thank you. Yeah, it's it, we're, it's an opportunity. Uh, it's 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 needed, and um, we are focusing on caregivers and, and healthcare workers on this one. Um, other people need it too, and we hope to increase that um, demography um, over the course of the the uh, number of retreats we're able to to contribute to the well-being of others a restorative retreat that's it's yeah i'm looking forward to it
4: yes indeed that reminds me of another thing you were talking about yesterday uh, about how joseph campbell called george lucas one of his best students that was that was incredible i didn't know that either and uh happened to be a fan of both both yeah. those people <laughs> because uh, the uh <laughs> joseph campbell is uh and, and the hero's journey is, is something that we used throughout uh, the wilderness experience and something I think about on a daily basis. And, uh, and this retreat could be your call to adventure. And, uh, and there will be things that will be happening, like identifying dragons and, and hopefully finding some people with some wisdom to share that will, uh, that will be that life-changing thing. And, and you can take this uh, on a return to the people that you care about.
0: That's exciting. I, uh, I've got a big smile thinking about all of this. You know, I um, want to be sure that we mention there is a special call to action for our audience. And of course, if you're a uh, healthcare worker, if you're in that uh, field, please check out the upcoming event. This is joyfuljourneyhotsprings.com, Art of Wellbeing, uh, where you'll find the information and For others maybe who aren't in this line of work but would like to support what's happening, there is a call to action uh, to help support folks who maybe can't afford the full freight of the event. And Charmaine, if if you would, I wanted to ask you to speak to that a bit in more detail.
3: Yes, thank you. We've uh, already received a couple of letters, um, a handful of letters from people who are uh, in in desire of attending this retreat um, uh, for one reason or another, who are not able to afford the the full cost. And I believe there are lots of people out there who are interested in helping our healthcare workers who have um, shown so much strength and fortitude and and perseverance this past year. Um, And our caregivers who have taken care of our, our, our loved ones when we couldn't be there for them um, I have no doubt that there are people out there who would be interested in, in sponsoring people to come here, get some respite, um, get some um, tools, additional tools, so that again they can go back and take care of the people we care about. Um, on the website, uh, Art of Wellbeing, uh, there is a um, link that you can click on or you can contact me directly and at Joyful Journey Hot Spring Spa. and. Um, and we can talk about how to sponsor someone to attend the event.
0: Beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's so wonderful, Charmaine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also want to mention that, uh, Jason, uh, your work, Grateful Moves, uh, folks can find out more information about that at gratefulmoves.com. And that's grateful spelled with the, the number eight. So G-R-8-F-U-L moves.com. And we'll, we'll put all these links in the show notes, of course. Um, my goodness, my friends! It's such a pleasure to be able to visit with you today. And uh, before we sign off with this episode, I want to invite each of you. If there's anything else you'd like to say before we uh, close for now,
4: I think we've wrapped it up well. Yeah,
3: yeah, I'm. I'm good with what we've expressed. I'm. I'm just expressing gratitude. Thank you for being here. Thank you for contributing to the well-being of others through your podcast. Uh, the environmental and the, the, the um, social aspects of it. Thank you. I've listened to quite a few and I think you're, you're doing a bang-up job, um, getting the word out, um, You've, yeah. And thank you for including Joyful Journey in the process. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you, Charmaine.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know, one of the, I, I tell you what, I, I really enjoy this podcasting thing and it was not a premeditated uh, planned Uh, deal. We just started Artem at Earth Coast Productions and I, Artem's on our board of directors. We were visiting some farms and, you know, he does a lot of videography work we thought, well, let's start interviewing people and see what happens. And lo and behold, before we knew it, we had this little series going. And I'll tell you, the key is interview really interesting people doing really important work and the rest seems to take care of itself. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's a a real joy and an honor and a privilege to be able to do that uh, work. Uh, that we're doing. And I also, I wanted to mention for sure that Jason, you shared in me, you're also a podcaster and have a uh, podcast resource out there for folks too. If you wouldn't mind just sharing those details, details. that would be great.
4: Yeah, uh, I actually also started a a podcast that wasn't really a a super planned out thing uh, over the the, uh, pandemic called Recovery for All because I am uh, also involved with another organization called Namaste Sober. Uh, that uh, has this nice little beautiful phrase that, that I am also running with, and that is everybody's recovering from something. <laughs> so there are so many different ways in which that we can talk about recovery, be it from the traditional substance abuse kind of track to uh, whether or not you're recovering well from uh, doing lots of exercise and activity. Because for those of us who maybe do quit the substances, sometimes we overdo it with movement. And, uh, it can be good to, to heal in other ways. So, uh, all are welcome and it is open for exploration.
0: And how do we find those online?
4: You can also find that through the website. Okay. Through uh, Grateful
0: Moves. Correct. Through Grateful
4: Moves. And, um, I'm also on Spotify and I believe, I, I believe I'm through to Apple as well now for podcasts. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I, there will be a link that is also uh, to the registration for this retreat through my website as well. So if you happen to be looking into what I'm all about first, you, could, you don't have far to go.
0: Excellent. Lots of different trailheads for there us to get going on these things. Love it. Beautiful. Well, th- thanks to both of you, Jason and Charmaine. It's a joy visiting with you.
2: You're welcome. Thank you for being here. Thanks. The Why on Earth Community Stewardship and Sustainability podcast series is hosted by Aaron William Perry, author, thought leader, and executive consultant. The podcast and video recordings are made possible by the generous support of people like you. To sign up as a daily, weekly, or monthly supporter, please visit whyonearth.org support. Support packages start at just $1 per month. The podcast series is also sponsored by several corporate and organization sponsors. You can get discounts on their products and services using the code YONEarth, all one word with a Y. These sponsors are listed on the whyonearth.org backslash support page. If you found this particular podcast episode especially insightful, informative, or inspiring, please pass it on and share it with a friend whom you think will also enjoy it. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your support. And thank you for being a part of the Why on Earth community.